Seeing by Kevin Bergen, read by the author. Walking up the mountain in southern Japan, I snacked on granola and occasionally drank from my water bottle. At age 19, I was in a study abroad program through Michigan State University, and I was almost finished with nine months in the small town of Kokubu, about 50 miles north of Kagoshima. From the townspeople, I often heard talk about the blind seeing master. My curiosity led me to question people what this meant. The blind seeing master was a Buddhist monk at a remote temple high in the mountain of Eboshidake. Voices fell when they mentioned his name. I sensed both respect and a note of fear. He could speak at least nine different languages. Nobody knew his age, but they said he was 13 when he fell from a tree sustaining a severe head injury. He lost his sight in that accident, but he gained the ability to see people's thoughts. They said he could read your mind. People journeyed to him because he could tell you things about yourself, what you were really thinking. I considered the blind seeing master to be the East's version of the Psychic Friends Network and went about my studies. The weeks went by. I visited many sites and people talked of this blind seeing master. As my return to America approached, I began to feel that a visit to this attraction would make fun journal material and at least the scenery would be worth a trip. I took an hour-long train ride after classes one evening and stayed at the base of the mountain. The old mom and pop who ran the inn gave me better directions for my ascent the next morning and wished me luck in getting to see the now reclusive master. As I now climbed the path, I enjoyed the fresh air, the sounds of nature, and more and more cherry blossoms the higher I got. They had all finished blooming back in the village, but the warmth of spring arrives later at this altitude, so I got to enjoy the beautiful cherry blossoms all over again. After about two hours of climbing, the path turned to reveal a steep flight of stone stairs going about 150 feet up the mountainside. I thought of resting, but I was too excited now, so I took another big swig of water and started up the stairs. About halfway up, I felt someone watching me. I paused and looked up to the large Shinto arch at the top to see a man. Although out of breath, I continued on, hoping this man could lead me to the master. When I was within hearing distance, the man said, I saw your coming. Please forgive me. His English was nearly perfect. Being out of breath, I couldn't answer immediately, but I wondered what he had to apologize for. As I climbed the last few steps, he continued, It is only proper to ask permission before seeing someone. I saw your coming about an hour ago, and it was so natural and easy to see you that I could not refrain. Please forgive me. I now stood before him and saw that his eyes were cloudy and they wandered in different directions. He couldn't see anything. This was the master, the blind seeing master. I said, mm, that's okay, really. I couldn't wait to see his shtick about reading minds. You can read my thoughts all you want. He led me down the long path to an apparently ancient temple. 
I was struck by his soft, comforting demeanor. I thought he must be a hundred if he was a day. He said, actually, I do not remember exactly how old I am. That gave me the creeps for a minute. I was just thinking how old he looked, and then he talked about his age. I was sure it was a coincidence. Most people wondered about his age. He stopped, turned, and faced me, and he said, No, it is true. My gift is to see others' thoughts. And you are someone special whose thoughts are the clearest of any who has ever visited me. Oh, I was stunned. I stood looking into those white eyes without moving. He let his message sink in. Then he smiled warmly and turned with my arm to lead me on down to the courtyard in front of the temple. I could see we were headed to a small bench. As we approached, he said, You have not offered your name. He paused then continued, Kevin, I am pleased you came. No sooner had I begun to form the word, he took it right from me. He sat down on the bench. I am sorry. I should let you speak your piece. I stammered, I don't know what to say. That is quite all right and perfectly understandable. He motioned for me to sit down. You need not say anything if you do not want to. Pilgrims are few in coming anymore. Many are afraid to learn what is really inside them. You are different. Sure, you are shocked at the extraordinary gift. But you never intended to come to receive anything from me. You have come with something to offer. I have never seen someone as clearly as I do you. Tell me, what is it you have brought me? My mind was swimming. I thought of my granola, my train pass, my, my pocket knife. I felt ashamed now that I had brought nothing for him. In Japanese culture, visitors always bring gifts for the host. Then it was as if a flash of brilliant light lit up my mind and I looked up, squarely into his face. His expression evolved into quiet, anticipatory realization, and I spoke aloud. If you can see my thoughts so clearly, could you see through them? Could you actually see what my eyes see? His lips began to part, not to say something, but merely in awe. As I stared into his face, his anticipation turned to discovery. His mouth closed and trembled as he reached out his hands. I took them in mine, and he knew. He breathed deep and hoarsely whispered, It is no wonder people marvel at my age. He saw the years of deep lines in his face. After more than a full minute, he said, Please, show me more. I turned and saw for the first time the neatly raked gravel. As if I had never seen gravel before, I saw that each individual pebble was a different shade of gray. The wavy patterns made by the rake appeared to represent soft water. My eyes rose to the tall green trees, 
the birds I hadn't heard until now fluttered occasionally from gorgeous tree to gorgeous tree. He hadn't seen a bird or tree since he was 13. My eyes fell slightly, taking in the clouds of pink cherry blossoms that surrounded the courtyard. Individual petals floated softly to the ground where they appeared to accumulate like pink snow. I was seeing for the first time millions of details that had always been buried in the rush of looking for something. I looked to his arm as he led me to see things for the better part of an hour, but it seemed only minutes. He shared his thoughts. He knew mine. I saw things I had never seen in all my 19 years. He seemed to get slower. He was tired. He told me it was time for his afternoon prayers and meditation and apologized for taking so much of my time. We were back again near the long flight of stairs. He stood squarely in front of me and placed his fragile hands on my shoulders and said, Kevin, my thank yous are insufficient for what you have brought me. May my gratitude stay with you always as a blessing of peace. I knew this was my cue, but he already knew that I valued his gift to me that day every bit as much as he did mine. After standing there with this humble man, I simply turned and slowly descended the long flight of stairs. When I reached the bottom, I turned and found that he was no longer watching. I descended the mountain and continued to see things that had escaped my view on the way up. To this day, I continue to see things over and over again for the first time.